0: When on the hunt for a bounty, make sure you follow these rules. Ask questions of the locals. Strangers always stand out. Offer coin for conversation. Gold will always loosen the tongue. Don't rush into action. Patience can pay off. But most importantly of all, never hunt with your heart on the line. I'm not letting Brown escape this time. This is the Fair Wild West. Let's be legendary.
1: So you wake up the next day and find the kids, yep.
0: Yeah, now we are getting ready to go on this long-ass trip. So while you are
2: making breakfast and i drinking coffee, it is a shame that I have to have been in a place in order to travel there through my home.
0: Oh, well, I mean, to be quite honest, that little trick of yours is very handy, but I kind of like the traveling parts of it.
2: I mean, I do too when we are not chasing a fugitive.
0: I agree. <sighs> Breakfast is served to
1: whoever wants it. Yep, and both Renal and Brother Martin come over and have breakfast. Brother Martin eating more than Renal.
2: And I look over at Talia like, told you. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, get the horses all saddled up. Did Martin get a horse? Not yet. That was your one damn job yesterday. <laughs> Talia looks thoroughly unimpressed.
1: Uh, yes, I still need to get a horse, um... I believe I know who to speak to. I shall I shall go speak with them.
0: Yes, please do. The quicker we get this done, the quicker I can leave.
1: Yeah. Yes. You all head out into Brother Martin's abode. Into the ruins of the old city.
0: Where he was staying.
1: Yep. It is bustling with activity today. As people are going back and forth and going about their daily lives... Whereas the people you had seen traveling on the road had kept themselves covered and hidden. These people are walking openly, not keeping separate from people because there's nobody to keep separate from. Right. You see men, women, children, young and old, all with this condition. Some moved about in a very slow, pained manner, but still are going on with their day. Others are going about quickly.
2: I well, watching them looks very pensive.
1: It is uh, quite a sight.
2: Yes. Anyway, you said you knew somewhere. Have to get an ounce.
1: Yes, yes. I shall. I shall be right back. He goes off to find a horse.
2: I wonder what would happen if I just grabbed Tully and we split for the right peak. If he'd notice would have had any consequences at all. Maybe the mother would come and smite me. That could be funny.
1: As you're standing there waiting both for Talia to eventually come out and Martin to get back with his horse...
2: I'm shuffling my calves, just idly.
1: Okay. You see someone you recognize off on a street corner looking towards you, just trying not to stare. She's occasionally glancing over and then purposely glancing away before looking back in a very curious manner.
2: Well, I'm quite used to people trying not to stare when they want to be staring.
1: Yeah. But like I said, you do actually uh, recognize her from the group you were traveling with down the main road along the river.
2: Pull one cab. Six of cups. Memories. Innocence. Joy. Hmm. Memories of childhood. Little voices in area. Good morning.
1: She straightens up and slowly looks over towards you.
2: And I'm giving out kind of a cheeky smile.
1: She looks both ways, trying to see if anyone's looking or watching before crossing the street and heading over towards you. Hello again. I do not know if you remember me. I... We met on the road.
2: Sylviekia? Yes, yeah, Sylviekia. Sylviekia. Yes, I do remember. Uh,
1: I... I heard you had made it... Uh, I heard that you are in the old city here, and um And here I am. Could you come with me, please?
2: Of course. Is everything okay? I, no. I'll just legacy look.
1: Looks just about as bad as you had seen it uh, before you had he- healed her. Mm. She's moving very carefully. Gingerly? Yeah, very gingerly, like she's trying to hide pain. Mm. I turn, open the door to the house, yelling, "Tale, I'm going for a walk.
0: Okay. I
2: shut the door and follow
1: Sylvie okay. She leads you down a couple of side streets to a, a larger stone ruin that on the inside has been divvied up into several, what could generously be called apartments, what are really more just individual rooms for people to have small amounts of personal space and possessions either fabric walls or old and warped wood walls have been set up Mm. as like partitions yeah for private spaces are there
2: lots of people in here
1: oh yeah a lot of people around and this being the old city they all have legacy to varying degrees the next
2: thing i was going to ask yeah i hesitate a bit but then follow okay
1: There's a smell of burning incense as you enter. Uh, Oh, that's nice. What little furniture there is is very low. Lots of, like, cushions on the ground, low tables, not much in the way of chairs. Like, there's a couple, but mostly everything is pretty low to the ground. Hmm. She brings you to a partitioned room towards the back of the building, and uh, lying on a low cot there is the older woman that she had been traveling with. Manau. Menara. Minara. And she is much worse.
2: How long has she been like this?
1: Her condition started to deteriorate almost as soon as we got back. I, I do not expect... I just want her to be comfortable. Okay. You... You are a servant of death. Yes, I am i do not know much of the death that is in the north here we have we know death by rarker
2: i have heard that name before
1: rarker is a he is a guardian sentry that stands in the night and comes for those whose time has approached
2: and Selene looks almost surprised at that, like she wasn't expecting that sort of an explanation. Well, I don't know what sort of things you might hear from most people from the North, but as someone who has spoken often and closely with the Undertaker, who is the name we know Death by, it's not dissimilar. He does not take those whose time has come. He simply waits for them to come to him.
1: She nods.
2: Knowing what I know about sickness and death, how close is Manara?
1: Make a medicine check. 16. Very soon, like it could be minutes.
2: Can I feel the presence of the Undertaker?
1: Make a perception check. Dirty 20. There's definitely something close, a familiar presence close.
0: Mm Hmm.
2: I don't waste any time, then. I run through my battery of spells to try to make her comfortable.
1: Okay. She doesn't wake up the entire time, but the expression on her face goes from, like, a furrowed brow and definitely resting uncomfortably to a much more peaceful expression. And it isn't long before she stops breathing. So takes the blanket and moves it over Manara's head covering her face. Thank you. Of course. You are traveling with the other cleric from the north, yes?
2: Yes, we're going into the desert.
1: He does not serve the same god. No, he does not.
2: He serves a mother. She is a god of healing and protection.
1: What does she look like?
2: Tall. Thin, pale, blonde hair, blue eyes. At least that's what the depictions of her in her cathedral in District 1 look like.
1: She furrows her brow and shakes her head. I... I didn't know.
2: Celine tilts her back right to the side.
1: I... She puts her hand on uh, Menara's arm. I have had dreams recently. For a while, actually, a woman in the desert calling my name.
2: To be a wisdom check to see if I intelligence probably to see if that rings a bell. Theologian. Theologian. Oh yeah, yeah, religion. Oh, so that's even better. That's twenty-two.
1: It's pretty vague as far as dreams go. If it's a repeating dream she's had for a while, that that could actually be something to it if some sort of entity, divine or otherwise, was calling out to her.
2: And these feel different than your normal dreams.
1: Yes, I feel much more aware, but I still can't reach her. There's something... If what Father Martin was saying about the mother... It reminded me of those dreams.
2: Well, there used to be many gods. In the North, we only know of seven. But also, gods are not the only thing that can invade your dreams. So, whatever is trying to reach out to you, be careful. What does she look like?
1: The woman in my dreams? Yes. She is often too far away to make out anything except her eyes strangely enough oh i can always tell that her eyes are like pools of starlight
2: selene's eyes widen oh does that sound like any fae that i've heard of because uh, i'm that's what selene is like Oh, <laughs> um, because Celine is like Okay, if the Broker can talk to me through my dreams, and I had one recently that really pissed me off. My
0: paranoia is running off, rubbing off on you. I'm so yeah, sorry. It, it is. It is.
2: This is only your fault. I'm so
0: sorry.
1: Uh, roll a history check.
2: 16.
1: None off the top of your head. Definitely doesn't ring any bells as far as, like, major fairy lords.
2: Okay. Still going to put a pin in that.
1: You say you have seven in the north.
2: Yes. The Mother, the Dragon, the Crown, the Great Oak, the Warden, the Wolf, and the Undertaker.
1: Interesting. We have several. We do not have many temples down here, except, and she looks back towards Kalundar, where you had seen the church like structure at the center of town.
0: Hmm. Wasn't that to the lawmakers?
1: Yeah. Fucking hell.
0: Does that
2: include the lawmakers?
1: She gets kind of quiet before saying, in a very almost mechanical tone, the lawmakers are powerful and merciful to bestow prosperity upon their subjects.
2: I'm giving out that Thor look of, is it so?" <laughs> you can't see it because it's just audio, but that's the look I'm giving out.
1: She gives you a kind of knowing look.
2: You know when you know you know when you can just feel the little Sims icons pop up on, on your head where you like someone? Those were popping up over my head. <laughs> like I like you.
1: There are many deities that we worship or beings that we recognize as having power in in the world.
2: I would love to hear about them sometime.
1: At this point she smiles, but then looks to Minara, and... another time.
2: Another time. How's that presence that I was feeling?
1: Uh, It's gone now. Thank you so much for... for coming, and... I wish you a safe journey.
2: Thank you, I appreciate that. I don't know how long we will be gone, but when I get back, if there is anything you need, and... Well, take care. so lucky. It was good to talk to you.
1: And you, Celine.
2: And I leave and go back to the house to wait for Mountain.
1: Yes. So, Talia, as Celine and Martin step outside for Martin to go get his horse, you're getting your horses ready, and you hear Celine shouting that she's going to be right back. All right. As soon as the door closes, grave silence speaks in your mind. It is time. And you notice that the horses have stopped moving.
0: Oh. I don't know why I thought I wouldn't have to do this. Oh, oh, shh. That seems silly, in hindsight. Abbott, maybe?
2: I'm not here, but maybe it's just Robert. I mean, he's, I
0: asked, I, I mean, I was asking the Undertaker to give him an updated list. Maybe this is part of the updated list. I'm guessing. I, for some reason, I don't know
2: why, I, okay. You didn't say eliminate, the. because this is really your fault. You didn't say eliminate the list. You said give him a better list. I
0: should have specified.
2: Yeah, you should have learned that you have to specify. By now.
0: Where? Oh god, it's not in the house, is it? The town. I make my way outside.
1: It's interesting as you head out of the astral plane in this form because in this frozen temporal state you are technically on the ethereal plane. So crossing from... The astral to the material through the door is this strange experience as soon as you pass through the door it, it suddenly feels like you have traversed an impossible distance in the space of a second oh. as you step out into the material plane it's not morning or at least it's not morning on the ethereal plane The stars above are different than any constellations you have seen on the material plane. Oh. And it's much more, it's a much more vibrant sky full of many more stars than you would typically see. As you move through the city, grave silence leading you, you see... You see just outside the city, on a large sand dune, a figure overlooking the town. The grave silence leads you to a large building, one of the monolithic stone structures that has been broken up into several living accommodations, several rooms via partitions and cloth hangings, to a back room where Celine sits with two people you have seen before. One of them a young woman, the other an older woman lying on a cot, both with legacy. And you can tell that it is time for the older lady, Menara. Her time has come.
0: He reaches down and takes her hand, and slowly pulls
1: her up, she opens her eyes as you guide her up to a sitting position. And she has this questioning look on her face as she looks at you, as though she did not expect to see you. It's
2: a common look. <laughs> yeah, she gets, <clears throat> she gets that a lot.
1: Before her expression softens, are you here to guide me to him? I am. She smiles. She stands up from, from the cot, and follows you. You do not see the door anywhere. The desk door. You do not see that anywhere.
0: Um. Where, where am I? I can't keep her. Uh, <laughs> Where, what, do I know where to take her? Or am I just like wandering around?
2: <laughs> we'll, f- we'll find him eventually.
1: As you look around for the door, suddenly the building is gone, and you are outside on the edge of town at the bottom of a sand dune, at the top of which stands a figure in a dark cloak. The hood pulled down, but his face still obscured in shadow. As he looks down towards you, he reaches out a hand towards Minara.
0: I let her go.
1: She makes her way up the dune and takes the figure's hand. The figure looks down towards you with a smile that you recognize. A smile that you've seen on the other side of the door. But with eyes that flash yellow like a wolf. Okay. He takes Menara's hand and lifts her upwards, sort of guiding her hand upwards until she starts taking steps out into the air. And as she does so, her form becomes luminescent like starlight before dissolving and reshaping into a luminescent jackal that then runs into the sky and becomes another twinkling star above.
0: Sally's mouth is just on the floor, like <laughs> eyes wide, mouth open, no words. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to come up with one. I couldn't.
1: <laughs> Rocker then turns to you. And in a very familiar voice we come in many forms in many places.
0: I'm gathering that.
1: And he turns and starts taking steps into the sky as well before the cloak reshapes into a jackal made of pure night sky and disappears into the spaces between stars.
0: Damn. Talia thinks her way back to her body Mm -hmm. and exits, I guess, I don't know what to call this place. I, I guess it's some sort of limbo, so I think that's what I'll call
1: it. You make your way through limbo back to the house Again that strange oh. feeling of impossible distance in a second.
0: You know that feeling when you like drop really fast? Yeah. And your stomach goes woo. Like
2: when you're on a roller coaster or you're going down a really like bumpy road.
0: Yeah. Oh you know, any time we get on that elevator. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. No. I come back to my body. Okay then. I'll get the horses out and wait for Martin.
1: Yep. Martin eventually comes back, not with only a horse, but also a crowd of people following. hell. A lot of the people are following him with hands outstretched towards him, Mm -hmm. and you hear a mix of well-wishes of the journey, some people begging him not to leave, and just a cacophony of noises following him. So, Selene, makeup, or reception check.
2: Not in things. <laughs> Not
1: one. up you, you, you have advantage.
2: I do. Hey, that's better. Um, so twenty.
1: Nice. Every single one of these people—it's kind of hard to pick out just because of the cacophony of noises—but every single one of these people is referring to him as Father Martin.
2: Put a pin in that. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but like. The distinction is very clear, that it's brothers and
0: sisters.
1: Make a religion check.
0: Okay. Why don't you just ask them mother? I don't want to, frankly. You but, can, though, can't you? No.
2: 20, by the way.
1: Actually, yeah, with a 20?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And theologian feet? Yeah. You actually know that it is technically blasphemy to especially for a cleric, to adopt father as a uh, distinction. distinction. Because that essentially puts them on equal footing with the mother.
0: Right. Please, just ask the mother. I'm going to ask the undertaker first. Yeah, but you can literally go directly to the source.
2: I don't even know what I use to get older hold of we have some holy water. I do. Is it from the that?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Actually, we have holy water and holy oil that we never fucking used. Remember all the way back in Yeldon? Was it Yeldon? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it was before Yeldon, wasn't it? No, because no, because, I was because, worried. because right we
2: were like, this is gonna be Death House Two Electric Boogaloo,
0: so we got and it sort of was. Yeah. Really, so Thanks. we got holy water.
1: Especially the electric part. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what
0: makes it funny. Yeah. It's because it's electric. Boogie boogie boogie. <laughs> yeah we we got holy water and wow that was a <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> okay but yeah we got water and oil in anticipation and then forgot apparently that we had it <laughs> so we have holy water and holy oil from the church of the mother i have it written down Yeah, so I pull this card.
2: It's a nine of swords, Which means anxiety and worry and stress, but it also indicates that worry and stress might be causing more harm than whatever you are actually worried about, so.
1: And Brother Martin approaches uh, along with his crowd and, uh, I've gotten a horse, are we ready to depart? (laughs) Yep, after you. Excellent. And you all get up on your horses, except for Renal, who's just on foot following, Mm. and head out into the desert.
0: I cast Speak with Animals and let all the horses know if you all get dehydrated or tired. Just uh, stop. Just stop. And we'll know to take a break. And we ride as long and as far as we can.
1: Okay.
0: For the day because we're trying to get this over with. And Talia nice, like- Nice quick errand
2: out into the desert and back in like two days. That's how this is going to go. Yep,
0: that's how it's gonna go.
2: And then we're going to go to wherever and we'll be telling you nice. would kill him and then we go home.
0: Yeah, Tally is very icy towards Martin. Like, uh-huh. She just is like, mm, I don't wanna talk to you.
2: Celine is less so, but she's pretty good at hiding it. Talia would be able to tell though that she's wary. Right but she does a very good job hiding it Mm -hmm. to someone that wouldn't know her very well.
1: So you travel on through the day through the hot sun and as you leave the town there are a number of people that follow seemingly intending to travel along with you.
0: Does Martin stop them?
1: No.
2: As soon as I realize this I look over at you and say in wife speak. Like, should we do something about this?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Watch me.
2: Okay. So
0: as soon as I realize that they're turning, like they're trying to follow, I actually turn where they around and like get like really close to them. And you are going where?
1: Well, there's about five individuals, two of them human males, one of them a dwarven male, one of them a 16 year old kid. And a woman that is keeping close to the uh, dwarf male. But one of the human men comes up to you. We are to follow the prophet. Prophet. He has told us of a freedom from our legacy, our affliction. We are to follow him and see that his mission is carried out.
0: Under whose instruction?
1: The instruction of the mother.
0: I look over at Martin. Are you going to fix this, or should I?
1: He looks kind of helplessly honest. I've tried to tell them to stay.
0: It's Twenty-six to insight.
1: Okay, he seems genuine.
0: No problem. I know how to fix this. Wait, wait. <laughs> before you you pull out your guns and start shooting. Oh, I'm not oh, okay, okay.
2: But before you do it, whatever the fuck you're going to do. It would be safer if you waited in your village.
1: The safety of the prophet is our prime concern, for he could save our people.
2: And. And I am. i like, kind of. Like, wince. Like, I will make sure that Brother Martin returns safe.
1: Roll persuasion.
2: We're the hired guard. Persuasion 17.
1: He looks uncertain, but he says. Hired guards that have no stake in what happens to our people.
2: Sir, I may not know you well, but I do have a stake in your predicament.
1: One more persuasion check.
2: That's worse. Uh, 15. Wait. Yeah, 15.
1: man looks between you, Talia, and Brother Martin.
2: On my honor, as a cleric of the grave, I will do everything I can to keep you from it.
1: He steps down. At least let one of us accompany you. No. Please, just to see this mission through.
0: Look, I have one fucking job in this district. It might not be to help every goddamn person. Oh, yeah. But, no, you had your chance. But I'm going to see it done. And that means helping this idiot out. Who's in turn trying to help you people out? I'm responsible to getting that man to where he needs to go and get back here. Safely and alive. As per our agreement. None of you were counted in that agreement. And since he's eating my food and staying in my house... Stay here.
1: Roll intimidation.
0: (laughs) Nat 20... I have a plus seven to intimidation, and I make my eyes glow, and I literally, like, sh- sh- like, I shift, but not, like, my half shift. Yeah. Talia.
1: He he takes a good, like, two steps back. We will go.
0: Thank you. And I wait until they all fucking turn around and head back.
1: Yeah, they all turn and head back.
0: And then I... I turn around and pass by Martin. Still shifted.
1: That wasn't necessary.
0: No, that was unnecessary for you not to cover your shit. Talia! What happens if one of them die? And we can't keep an eye on them. Celine can bring people back from the dead, but how is that going to help when they've got legacy? What's that going to do to her while she's trying to heal them? Talia, the- No, he hasn't thought this through. He was about to let a bunch of people come out here and get themselves killed. Fuck you. She starts writing again. I'm I'm
2: sorry Felt.
1: No, she's she's right.
2: Selene's <laughs> thinking, Well, she's not wrong, but she didn't have to be so mean about it. Regardless she's she just kinda of rubs her forehead. We are not after Lee Brown for the bounty. We are after Lee Brown because he was the leader of an order that killed Talia's entire family when she was seven years old. Ah. So please do not think that your frustration comes merely from monetary gains. This is something that she has been working towards her for most of her life.
1: Revenge is a powerful motivator.
2: So is justice.
1: Indeed. That is what I am trying to do here. Justice.
2: I know. That is why we will help you. And Talia will too.
1: <sighs> the journey will be dangerous. But...
2: Uh... <laughs> give me. I, uh... Yes, dangerous?
1: Yes. But I think what we find will be worth it in the end.
2: May I ask you something? Of course. Why do you allow these people to refer to you by such blasphemous means?
1: Blasphemous.
2: Certainly, I do not have to inform you of your own, Dr. Lynn.
1: Yes. uh, Well, brother, it has different connotations down here than in the north. Brothers and sisters do not speak from a place of authority. They are servants, which we are of the mother, but...
2: (laughs) Selina raises an eyebrow.
1: But when trying to lead such a group trying to help bring them to a a bettering of themselves. It is it is more conducive to speak from a place of authority.
2: Selene gives him kind of a strange look. That seems rather presumptuous. Regardless, why would you allow them to refer to you as a term that is so blasphemous in your doctor? Why not simply cleric Martin or
1: It was the term they gave me, and it seemed, at the time, it seemed unconstructive to dissuade them.
2: She's kind of looking at him questioningly.
0: Like something slightly odd.
2: Yeah, like, this doesn't match up with anything she knows about the Church of the Mother. Are there, like, exceptions that you know of? Are there exceptions I know of?
1: Relation check?
2: Alrighty. Finally, I get to use my theologian feat with a nat 1. So, uh, never mind.
1: <laughs> you have luck.
2: I do, but if I don't want to blow it on this in case we run into something.
1: At this point, you got, you mm-hmm. both have started to ride after mm-hmm. Talia and are just No, talking.
2: Talia is, like, six miles ahead of us, <laughs> just left us in the dust and doesn't even care.
0: Oh, I thought you guys were, like, following slowly, but... No, <laughs> like, we while, were. Yeah. Yeah. While, Tal- yeah, while Talia, like... Trots like, ahead. Probably trots ahead. Renal, like, probably next to her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how Renal feels about this whole thing. But Talia's, like, <laughs> very visibly upset. But eventually, like, chills out mm-hmm. a bit. Well...
2: Well, you know your doctor better than I do. Well, just as anything else.
1: You are a cleric of the Undertaker, which, forgive me, I find fascinating. I was unaware that he was able to have clerics.
2: Well, it is my understanding that only a very specific bloodline is able to access his power. At least that is what he told me.
1: Told you in vision? No. Uh, how how does he speak to you?
2: The same way you speak to me.
1: I... Like, knowingly smiles and gives you a look. Like, come on. <laughs>
2: and she just has a poker face.
1: Now, the mother tends to give her clerics strong intuition, strong feelings, and sometimes will send signs that seem to come out of sheer coincidence, that are frankly impossible, and we read her texts and study her workings of the past to understand how she wants us to work in the present. And those of us blessed enough to become clerics have a strong intuition when it comes to her will.
2: Well, the Undertaker has no writings. And all one must do to see evidence of his past deeds is walking to a graveyard. I suppose. But he has his ways of speaking to me. Some less direct than others, but um, considering the connection my bloodline has to him, he is able to communicate with me quite directly.
1: You have seen him?
2: Of course I have. The first time I saw him, I was seven years old. My parents had just been slaughtered by the undead.
1: I am truly sorry.
2: Don't be. There is no reason to be. And the last time I saw him was last night.
1: He stops goading his horse forward and then eventually, like, trots and catches up. I see.
2: And a little voice says in his ear, But it seems like it's just in his head. Uh huh. There is a reason you do not see many as the Undertaker.
1: Well, <sighs> you continue traveling. Every For the rest s- of the day.
2: Every so often, Mountain gets a little chill down his spine, inexplicably
0: in the desert.
2: <laughs> and you swear you feel the airs on the back of your neck stand up.
0: Talia just remains icy most of the day. She's not like in a temper anymore, but mm-hmm. she's definitely not in a mood to chit-chat. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Celine's
2: just kind of giving her space because yeah. there's no reason to be like, hey, what's up? Because...
0: Yeah, I mean, she talks with um, Renal every now and then. If mm-hmm. You ask her a question, she'll answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's still like
2: like we're stopping for gas. You want any snacks?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay. So but we to, do stop whenever the horses need to. We're going to yeah. get
2: you any bun. <gasps> Here you go. Does it make you feel better? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the horses actually make it through the rest of the day, and you stop on a cliffside. The sandy ground having given way to a rocky ledge that drops down a good hundred feet. And then there's just this expanse in the entire horizon in front of you is just taken up by this expanse of hard, dry ground. No sand, just rock and dirt. Hard, cracked ground.
0: Like stuff that used to be at the bottom of a lake type hard cracked ground? Yeah,
1: yep. And it's just as far as the eye can see. And Brother Martin comes up. Welcome to the Barrens.
0: Is there any like trees or rocks? Like bigger rocks?
1: Dotted occasionally through the Barrens, there are large stones.
0: But no trees, no.
1: No trees.
2: I have not been wearing my cap of disguise just because we're not in a city. Mm hmm. I give you all these rains. Mm hmm. And I dismount and fly up.
1: You fly up and it continues and just stretches into the distance. Mm
2: -hmm. Fly back down and relays
0: it. Do you know how long it's supposed to take for us to get there?
1: I know the rough location from the map I found at Tulu, but days? We travel about an hour south, I believe, if I'm Recognizing the location properly, there's a way down.
2: Oh, I have a better way down.
0: Yeah, I look. <laughs> I look at you. Let me get the bow on. Uh,
2: yeah, I get the, I pull out the plank. Yep. <laughs> and open the door. Okay, if play one in.
1: Ronald goes in just. <laughs> just like, like okay. Yep. And Br- uh, Martin follows, just like uh, all right. ah uh.
0: um, I take Oli and be careful. I will. All right,
2: and I. Take the doorknob, put the plank back in the bag of holding, and fly down. Yep. Nice easy flight down.
1: Yep. You fly down to the bottom of what used to be a uh, a bed, and you sit down and put the doorknob on the cliff face, mm-hmm.
2: and I, I like put it on and like wait for it to light up, like wince.
1: No, nothing happens. Okay, open it up. No, no weird carvings on these rocks.
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're like this is like this. These are the stones that those weird carvings came from, and the whole canyon's like this. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Just like yeah. It's like what did D&D you do? Gives you, you trust issues. You
0: broke District Three. I broke District Three with a donut. Yep. Mm. Um. So I I actually go back out and I. I want to smell the air. I want to smell and if there are any animals nearby. All right, perception check. With guidance. Not that it's going to help. Wow. um, 13.
1: You smell the cooling desert air. And um some wildlife. I mean, you're, you're not sure what, but there's definitely some things that live down here.
0: Um, I shift into a wolf and I howl.
1: Somewhere far in the distance, a jackal uh, winds up into the air, joined by a couple other howls.
0: Selena, I look over at you and make like a motion with my head. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay out here for a minute as a wolf. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. All this deity talk I miss mine. I'm scre- I scratch scre- the back of your head. I like lean into it. Are you like a poodle that just leans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A giant. Giant poodle. Yeah.
2: How big are you? Is this, a dire wolf?
0: I, don't, I didn't go into a dire wolf. I just wanted to howl. Okay. But so I think I'm a normal size right now. Okay.
1: Okay. You eventually come back and do your training.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is there anything else you guys wanted to do tonight?
0: I assume I check on the kids mm-hmm. spend a little time with them. But yeah I, yeah, I don't need to do anything else.
2: After dinner and stuff, we're just kind of sitting there. Or you're in the bathtub, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you in the bathtub.
0: Yay.
2: And you're it Talia. You bathed they said to we out all day. Is your day. Is your hero in the in in my realm um, training. You didn't even say anything when that spider jumped on you. I yelped pretty good. Oh, yes, but you didn't say anything. Like oh shit, you didn't you didn't you didn't even say oh shit or like Celine stop making the spiders chase me. You just kind of were like, Oh, Okay.
0: I am I'm, I'm alright. I don't think Brother Martin and I are going to get along.
2: Yes, I think that is a <laughs> I think you're right about that.
0: It's bad enough he got out help but blackmail. Or, well, I guess it wasn't really blackmail as much as it was... I don't even know. Just the entire thing. Rubbed me the wrong way, and then he was about to let those people follow
2: us into the desert? <sighs> Something isn't. I shake my head. Well, the Undertaker told me not to worry.
0: I'll be less cranky tomorrow. I promise. Really? I'll try. Of course, I've now spent three days hard training for eight hours after already being up for twelve. So, but I'm fine. What about you?
2: Oh, I'm I'm fine. You sure? One nice aspect of all of this Mm -hmm. provides a lot of distraction.
0: Don't let it be a distraction as an excuse not to think about it.
2: No, that's what I'm- I fully intend to do that.
0: It's not gonna get any better if you do that, Selene.
2: Well... It's better than being angry.
0: Being angry can get things done. But, I speak from experience.
2: Thinking about all those people. Sick. Dying, really. Even the Elsie ones are dying. I mean, we're all dying, but you know what I mean.
0: I do. I do feel bad for them, I just-
2: Celine looks up. What? They are saying this chaos comes from, An- from the Emperor Ansonius.
0: Yes? How about it?
2: And no one knows how to cure it or even what this oil of the gods is. Okay. If we could speak with someone who knew Ansonius.
0: Oh. You want to take a trip to the grove tomorrow?
2: I was thinking perhaps I would send out the now first. Well, perhaps we should just go. Mm,
0: try sending out the mall first. Okay. And if we need to get more information, then you can always, you know, walk through the door. Yeah. But save your strength if we're going to be traveling the whole damn day. Yeah. Especially because you don't really have a great location to open out into.
2: In the glove?
0: Oh, yeah. Here. Anywhere. Just leave the plank somewhere. Does it only work on trees, or can you do it into a rock? Like rock, like trees and doorways, can you do rocks, too? What about rivers? Can you, like, dive in and wake up somewhere else?
2: I was just going to do it inside the house.
0: Oh, well, that, yes, that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, like, open a door inside the house to my realm, and then open it back inside the house.
0: Well, that sounds much easier, yes.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so after we get down to bass. Yeah, put I put PJs on.
0: Yeah, I pass out.
2: I send out this... I get Lenore out. I tell her to find Frania. And what should I have her say? Like, hey, I've got some questions that might be, like, really sensitive and you might not want to answer them. Can we, can we stop
0: by tomorrow? Uh, let her know. We are currently in District 3 dealing with the fallout of a curse that might have been started by the Emperor, Antonius. And if we could ask her some things.
2: Okay, how many words was that? I mean,
0: something along those lines, anyway.
2: Is that short enough? Yeah, just, that's short just enough, about. yeah. Okay, so yeah. That, that's, that's, what I, that's what I tell her now, and I send her off.
1: You guys go to bed and wake up the next morning.
0: Actually, before we, we thought we'd get going, I'm going to pull a cab. Okay. Ouch, cripes. You're gonna go through the entire
2: sword. deck. The entire deck. deck of swords, yeah. As it happens, the Fire of Sardes, which is the one I pulled, represents contemplation and recuperation.
0: Is it me not being sore?
2: Oh, no. No, you're still on the hook for that. Nine of Wands. A test of faith.
0: Hmm. For
2: who? I look at my cards and I'm like, okay. (laughs) If you say so. I'm at the kitchen table yelling at these two cards. (laughs) Like, out loud. Okay, if you say so. Your dad yelling at you? Not really. Well, sort of. (laughs) He's more reading me. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) So what I hear is, chill out.
0: Don't you trust me? (laughs) (laughs) Do do Martin and Renal hear this? They're... Are they uh, at the
1: kitchen table? Rinal is, and she snorts into her mug. Uh, Brother Martin has been in the guest house.
2: <sighs> okay, wise. okay, Dad.
0: All right, we get on the road. Or lack thereof.
1: Hey.
2: We
0: get in the, we get on the doubt. <laughs> we hit the dirt.
1: So the next two days go by without much incident. Brother Martin keeps his distance from you, Talia. And. Wise. Spends most of the journey just in what appears to be silent contemplation as you ride on.
2: I think I talked to him a little bit, not grilling him or anything, but just asking him more about, about his experience in District 3. Okay. Just kind of trying to make, not friendly conversation, but just.
1: Filling the silence.
2: Sometimes, or just, you know.
1: So, uh, in that conversation, he'll tell you that. Uh, He's experienced a lot of acceptance from the people here, especially among those with legacy. The idea of some kind of divine word other than the word of the lawmakers has has been a a welcome commodity uh, here, here in the South. At the beginning, guards would try to waylay him and people would not assault the guards... But there were a couple instances where crowds of over 50 people would just stand and stare at the guards in a threatening manner each time the guards would try and harass him.
2: And we probably talk about it ourselves just like, mm-hmm. hey, I remember was a He's still kicking. You know, I saw him. Sister Mabel, is it? Oh, shit. You probably don't know about. Oh, no, he would know about that. Because well, he left been down here for five months. But he left before.
1: Yeah, he probably doesn't know.
2: Oh <laughs> but
0: that's a fun conversation.
2: Um I'm just I think I actually at one point I asked him, when did you leave Blue Peak?
1: I haven't been back to Blue Peak in oh at least three years.
2: And so then he goes shit. Celine so doesn't say anything. He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, we were there a few months ago. You know, it's still very blue. Very peaky. <laughs> not so rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but doesn't say anything. I should probably figure out how to break that news to him.
1: Uh, the end of that second day comes, and you all prepare for bed. And uh, Talia, you go through your second to last training session.
0: Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll buck up. I... It's fine, just... Oh my gosh. And 20-hour days are getting old.
2: And and uh, as you are, like, doing your, like, running and stuff, the spiders that are chasing you have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, at and one point can... I, like, stop and turn around and, like, wait for them to get up to me. <laughs> they jump on you. I just lay there and take it.
2: <laughs> and they just, they just kind of, like, stare at you. They don't actually, like, bite or anything. Yeah. And I'm, like, you know, kind of telling them what to do, and I'm like, oh bite her a
0: little bit. Like not, not too out or just like <laughs> <laughs> And I tell the spider folk in Sylvan, I swear to the wolf, if you bite me, I'm ripping off one of your arms.
2: And do I yell that?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, back off. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, retreat. Okay. okay. <laughs> she puts a finger over her Ear like she's got a earpiece piece. Okay, yep, yep. Stand down. Back up, back up, back up. Okay. See you later, Frank. <laughs>
0: Say hi to the kids.
2: No, Frank was the last in the earpiece. No, Frank was the last one that was chasing you. This is clearly Simon. I know my smells. Why'd you call? Why'd you call Simon Frank? <laughs> <It's>
0: fucking <laughs> annoying. Yeah, I've gotten to that point where like I'm not scared of any of you yeah. people. I've gotten to know you all.
1: Yep, and <laughs> because... so the 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 weird human mouth and multiple human eyes just aren't. Even disturbing anymore.
0: No. When they were chasing me that one time, because then I didn't, because they're part of Celine's yeah. realm, so I don't want to hurt them. But now they're chasing me, and I'm like, fuck, Celine! You know, yeah. but now it's I'm used to it after like days of this because Celine likes to pull the same joke over and over again.
2: Would you rather the squirrel bitters chase you?
0: Yes, I've been trying to get them to be friends with me for a while. Spiders know me now. Okay, chase you. Friends!
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you chase the squirrel pitters.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so you say chase. You say chase her, and there's kind of like this rumbling <laughs> as just this wave of purple fur.
2: And as and as they move, uh, I say, I
0: say, <laughs> I remember, you asked for this. I opened my arms wide. Come to me, friends. <laughs> You are
1: knocked off your feet. I let
0: them tackle me.
1: (laughs) They just trample over you (laughs) at like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of squirrel and pillars. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands thousands of little squirrel eggs just (laughs) running over you.
0: (laughs) This is a good death. (laughs) When they're done and I am like thoroughly trampled I was blessed. <laughs> I'm also dead.
2: <laughs> you can I, you're, no. you're fine. No, I'm good. No, you're fine. No. You're, just leave me here to tell No, get up. Okay.
1: <laughs> I will say on your arms and the next one on your face are like a couple of burn marks where you felt like something hot and sticky dripped down on you from when they were trampling like over you. acid? Yeah.
2: Oh. Ow. Oh wow, that's a bound? I think they're corrosive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
1: They have acidic venom.
2: Yeah, well, of course they are. Alright. Okay, before we go to bed, I step outside to see if Leneur has quit down.
1: Only two days? No, not okay. yet. So, Celine.
2: Yeah?
1: The second night. You go to bed.
2: And I sleep pretty well and have no dreams because I haven't had any dreams since, so it's fine.
1: You have a dream. You're back in the ruins of the old city in Kalundar, walking around among the massive structures. The old, ancient, unfathomable architecture. It's the middle of the night. There's utter silence everywhere. And alleyways are just thrown in darkness. And You keep just wandering through until you turn a corner and come out into an open area where there's a crowd of people but not the people with legacy Not they're not human, they're not elven, dwarven, halfling gnomish they are beings made of glowing purple energy and they all just stand and though they have no eyes that you can discern, you can tell they're all just looking at you and in a cacophony of voices in unison they say free us free us let us rest and that's it did I wake up? Mm mhm
2: just kind of stare at the ceiling for a moment what time is it?
1: Based on your pocket watch, it's about 2 in the morning.
2: I'll just think about it for a moment. That was weird. (laughs) I will deal with it in the morning. Mm -hmm. Later in the morning. Go back to sleep. Okay. Alright, next day
0: comes. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat.
1: Okay.
2: Morning.
0: Happy birthday. I look up. I look over
2: at you is it my birthday it's not my bit be- i think like holy shit is it my birthday did i forget? i'm guessing you did but yeah it's your birthday I go over to the calendar and like because <laughs> we have one
0: yeah just hanging you know, it's, around it's sure, got, um,
2: kittens on it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was it was delivered no no it's to one of us.
2: those oh um it's still like a thomas kincaid
0: yeah, right. or like, or what are those Holiday Inn ones that they send you in the mail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with
2: just like pictures of people at the Holiday Inn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or Except Holiday Inn No, no, no,
2: it's the Aeronaut's Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> just like pictures of the spa and all of this stuff. One yep. of them's Arnold just like flexing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the December one and he's like yep. wearing tight speedo and like a Santa hat. Yeah. And so. <laughs> flexing and bow tie and flexing. Yep. Anyway. Gods, it is my best day. And she looks almost like <laughs> I'm distraught by this information, partially because it's like I forgot about my birthday. Oh my god,
0: I've lost track of time. May do something. What? Well, I know you're not a huge fan of the sweet, so and she puts before you. They look like hash browns, but more circles, like potato pancakes. Oh, and they're more savory. They're very savory. And you yeah. can put hot sauce on it and stuff.
2: Oh, okay. So yeah, I put hot so- I put I put hot sauce on it and it's
0: delicious. And thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm sorry we have to spend your birthday traveling a vast desert. It's it's fine.
2: How much has happened in a year? Yeah. <sighs> just think about what were we doing this time last year. Nothing. We were doing nothing. Just
0: just wandering. Yeah, I think we were just wandering. We were we were wandering one of the smaller towns. I think it was a month before we got the. A poster that went out for Blackwater, which we started traveling to.
2: Yeah.
0: I think this time last year for your birthday, we were at that saloon oh, we got kicked out of. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the night. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't we really were, our fault. But... It,
2: well, well, I mean, <laughs> it was kind
0: of our fault. We were kind of disturbing the peace. I mean, if they didn't want that closet to be entered, then they should have Put a lock on it. Put a lock on it. And it's not like we were being that loud. I mean,
2: like, look at you, like, mm.
0: I thought the music would cover it.
2: Well, you were wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it probably was a dead giveaway when the music stopped.
0: The bartender was so mad.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: It was a good birthday.
2: It was. It's strange leaving 22 behind. Why? There's so much has happened. I forgot it was my birthday.
0: Well, there's a lot happening.
2: I wonder what 23 will bring.
0: Do I even want to know? <laughs> Hopefully more money and less being scared for our lives. <laughs> yeah. That's a good balance, right? Yeah, I think so. More
2: money and, and less um, yeah. And less death. Yeah, more money and, and less feeling for our lives. Yeah, that's good, yeah fine with that. Oh, I've got to tell you about this dream I had last night.
0: Yes?
2: And I explained the dream. Huh. Didn't Jarvis say that the, what he saw in the crystal was a glowing person of glowing purple energy?
0: He did. you think those things were actually trying to communicate with you? Or you think it was just a dream? Although you very rarely mm. just have dreams.
2: Not, if I have just, like, if I just have dreams, they will never this
1: Lucid. It's soon after that that Taldon arrives. <sighs> hey, how are you? Uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you?
0: Th- Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, fine.
1: Excellent. Um, Yeah, I've been wanting to talk with you about Adrian, uh, about some things I've noticed, but I... We just never really had time to talk about it or bring it up. Seems, you, oh, seems well,
2: you've noticed?
0: Never feel like you need to wait for a time to do that. Cause... Yeah, just bring that shit oh. on us because, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's never a good time for any of this shit.
1: I suppose. Well, in, in any case. Now, I, I've spent a little bit of time with her, but honestly, she prefers to keep to herself even when she comes over.
2: Mm, yeah, that's how she is.
1: But I have I have made it a point to come in and check on her at least every other day when I know you are out traveling. Oh,
0: I appreciate that. Yes, as we as you are.
1: And I have noticed some things that are certainly interesting, possibly concerning.
0: Okay. Mm, possibly, <laughs> if, are if like, I if, yeah.
1: <laughs> if I had thought that there were it was any harm or danger happening, I would have informed you immediately. But. I had noticed a couple of times uh, especially when she was in her art room a breeze seemingly from nowhere
2: are you sure it's not just a draft from the star whale going by outside
1: well perhaps but I don't think a perhaps star whale could
2: you, you, so you agree they exist
1: I am not going to argue the point <laughs> of whether or not they exist
0: <laughs> they've been talking to Ernest <laughs> like don't just, just just, just don't just If she starts to getting into
2: Star Wales, just, just, I don't know where she got that idea. She made it up. (laughs) She literally made it up and then declared it to be fact.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't think Star Wales could change the paintings. I noticed that a couple of things she had painted in would change positions.
2: As you were looking at them?
1: Specifically when I wasn't looking at them.
2: So like you're looking at it and then you turn away and then you look back and it's different. Yes. As if it was enchanted? Yes. I could tell you. That's kind of what we thought. (laughs) Don't take this the wrong way, Tal, that seems pretty normal.
1: (laughs) Perhaps I have also noticed her walking into one room. And specifically walking out of another room that are not connected
2: you know also kind well okay that's a little mm,
0: what do you think (laughs) I think your influence is rubbing off on her that's creepy as shit (laughs) good Um, job kid
1: also on at least one occasion have seen her reach for something that was definitely not within arm's reach and then she had it
2: what do you make of this
1: You have to understand, this has, at least so so far as in my texts, people who are in the Feywild that long don't come back. In fact, on one particular documented case, while I suppose there isn't proof, there is one individual that is reasonably speculated to have become... Faye, after spending a significant portion of time in the Faye Wild. I
2: don't want to tell you but that aligns with what Nick Nevin told us.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: What did Nick Nevin. Nick, Ne? Nick, ne, the Nick Nevin?
2: Yeah. yeah, unless you know a different one. She, the like queen her... of witches. See, yeah, she uh... had her over
0: for tea. Um, Cicely <laughs> so smiles, like, yeah, I did.
1: I, f- I forget sometimes that you are yourself a fey Lord so
0: hey what are do you doing this evening
1: tis it is Sunday so nothing
0: Maybe <gasps> yeah be here around seven very well but
2: concerning Adrian yes uh what Nick Nevin told us was that she is a fe- she herself is a fae lord in everything but title
1: take a little pale and swallow.
2: So, you know, what else? What Celine <laughs> doesn't notice, or if she I does, know. it's like, eh, okay, yeah. So, it, it, uh, you notices. Ah. Uh, so, does that make sense?
1: Indeed. 2,000 years is indeed quite a long time to spend among that much magic.
0: And I don't want to stop her from coping, I just want to make sure we're not.
1: From everything I've seen and everything I can tell, you two are doing admirable jobs as her guardians and parents. Especially given the circumstances of your occupation.
0: I do know she likes being alone a lot of the time, but when she needs company, she'll she'll find one of us or she'll find Jareth. So, but she has a cat, which makes things easier. I yes. just don't want her to be... I don't want her to feel isolated. Yeah.
1: Then I had something I was going to recommend... Yes? I wish to enroll her in a class.
0: Okay. What kind of class?
1: A class in the epic Academy. They have programs for younger students. Granted, not quite as young as her, but given her maturity, I think it shouldn't be a barrier.
2: My only concern is... She gets very overwhelmed very easily, especially when it comes to a crowd of people. Yes. And Airpike Academy seems rather bustling.
1: Yes, I would attend these classes with her. Oh. I would take her to and from and see that she does not become overwhelmed. But I, at the same time, I do think it best that she begins to socialize.
0: I agree, actually. Yes, I do too. We just haven't figured out how to do that gently.
2: I don't want to fell so into a situation that she's going to be uncomfortable in. Oh, that is going to be harmful.
1: Certainly not harmful. That is not what anyone wants. But discomfort can help us grow. And while it might not be comfortable, at least at first, I think it will be good for her.
2: Discomfort may help us call Master Talden, but but none of us are children who have been stuck in the Feywild for 2,000 years.
1: Indeed, that is true.
0: How often would she be going?
1: Once a week, to start.
0: Okay. That seems easier. Uh, I, I like the idea. I would say yes, as long as you would be with her, since we can't. And if it's only for once a week. The other thing I worry about is... Uh, her magical ability is pretty high. So I'd be worried that she would get overwhelmed and then do something to further overwhelm other people.
2: Oh, do something in desperation to alleviate Z.
1: That is why I will be with her. Given both of my specific fields of study, in dealing with the Feywild and also divination magics, I should be able to catch it early if she comes close to a point of meltdown,
2: that would be good, despite um everything she is able to do. She is incredibly sensitive.
0: yes, and I think she might be lonely. She's fiercely independent, but she's still a kid
1: indeed
2: i don't and I think that maybe having a friend or two might help
0: that's not her cat or her brother
1: i I intend to enroll her in. One of the art courses at the school.
0: Already, huh? Five years old. We're already paying for art school.
2: <laughs> I said we are going to have to <laughs> sell out 30,000 a year to,
0: for art school.
2: Out of state, even.
0: That's fine. Um, let's. I'll. We'll talk to her tonight before. Um, before. And just to, to let her know. Very well. Fortunately, we have to go back. Out
1: there.
2: Okay. Well, before we go, I have to do something. Okay. Open a door to the um, pale shadows. Okay.
1: okay. Uh,
2: it's a legend. All around.
1: Oh, they're always around.
2: Yeah. What are they doing?
1: They aren't really doing anything particular. Uh, the cadre of mice have they've been a thing, and they've been <laughs> they've been <laughs> patrolling the the, car, the like the, the rug of the cabin.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> so cute. Um, do they have like little waistcoats? Yes. Oh, and like little hats. Or the like, oh wait, the mice? Or? Yeah, like soldier
1: hats. Oh, uh, the the mice. The mice have like full sets of armor.
2: <laughs> I say to Reginald perhaps we should get them some tiny horses to ride on. Well, if they're big mice, then squirrels. <gasps> squirrel tails Do you think
0: they should maybe ride on the squirrel pittals?
1: Those wretched creatures They're cute. If you say so.
0: I do Ducks, maybe. Ducks. Mice riding the ducks. Or spiders. I don't think the spiders would be too Pleased with <laughs> you, make letting mice
2: ride them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm really good at being a uh, a hula. Um. So, question: Are birthdays important in the Feywild?
1: Name days? Yes. They're of vast importance.
2: Hypothetically, if it was my name day and I invited another Feylord over to celebrate, mm-hmm. it, it would be really important if they showed up, right? Yes. Fantastique. Because it happens to be my name day.
1: My liege! I was unaware. <laughs> forgive me, I was unaware. We should have kept uh, the realm.
2: Don't worry, I was unaware too, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I go outside and, well, you know, while well, Reginald's groveling because he didn't know it was my birthday. So I just go to Bartholomew and tell him find the, the River King and send a message to him. The message is this <laughs> Hey, loser! The Lady of the Silken Weave and Mistress of Pale Shadows offers you an invitation to the Realm of Pale Shadows at 8 o'clock, Material Plane Standard Time, MPST, to practice dueling. P.S. It is my name day.
1: And Bartholomew takes that message and leaves the realm to go find the River King.
2: (laughs) I like that, guys. I know, it's going to be great. Before we go, I turn back to Reginald. Do you happen to know of any failures that are known by. Oh, how did she put it? Having eyes that are like pools of stars? Oh.
1: Well, yes, several. Oh? <laughs> really? Well, yes. Uh, first, you have. Well, you actually have the Master of Starlit Pools. Okay. You have the. The Queen of uh, Sparkling Depths. You have the Lord and Ruler of uh, Deep and Dark Skies. Celine started, started to look exasperated. Oh, and of course you can't forget about the Mistress of uh, Starlight and Brilliance. Uh,
2: of course, of course not. Uh, how, how could I forget? Celine's rubbing her forehead. Okay,
1: um. Oh, and of course, there's that's, also. That, that,
2: that's okay. That's enough. That's enough. Um. <laughs> to ourselves, oh what am i going to fucking do about this but then realizes you know what i i've got enough to worry about this is not my problem and if and when it becomes my problem i will deal with it after i've finished taking care of some of my current problems so it's a problem for future me okay good attitude good good to know
0: g- good, good to know, <laughs> good to know Reginald. okay so anyway the boring part of the day <laughs> yeah, go back and
2: like, can we just stay here? Can we just stay here? It's so... If you would like to. Oh, no. I'll... I just... No, of course not. I just... I, know.
0: I don't
2: want to go back
0: out there. I know. At least you've been putting on sunscreen.
2: I've had to. Like I know, Like you... several times a day. Yep. And you should be wearing sunscreen, too.
0: I am wearing sunscreen. Well,
2: okay. Well, you don't have to... You should have to put it on when I have to put it on. I'm not
0: pasty like you are.
2: I know.
1: <laughs> so the day continues much as the last two days had.
2: I think every so often I'm sending Cortez out like fly ahead and see if you can see any goddamn thing.
1: Make me a perception check through his eyes. Uh,
2: does he get the advantage I do? He does. Okay. So, 12.
1: The expanse of the barrens just goes out in all directions. The cliffs back to the west Just a faint line on the horizon, even when Cortez is up in the air.
0: Mm.
1: Also, you can see that same line, like, follow around to the north. That line of cliffs. But it's still just, like, just on the edge of the horizon. Yeah. To the northeast, a bit closer than the cliffs, there's this tall rock that's jutting up out of the ground. And... Cortez circles around for another look, just looking around. And the rock is a little bit closer.
2: Like like we're getting closer?
1: No, like it's getting closer.
2: I am... I relay... I can speak. Yeah. I relay there's a rock coming towards us. Still several miles away, but...
0: I get everybody to stop. Do I hear
1: anything? Make a perception or survival check. I will let you decide.
2: I'm having Cortez go go towards it further. I'm going to do survival because that's seven.
1: Okay. Fifteen? Fifteen. You, don't, you stop and you don't hear anything. Instinct comes over you and you get down off Muerte and just get down close to the ground.
0: I'd actually put my ear to the ground.
1: And there's this faint rumbling... Faint shaking. And Celine, mm-hmm. as Cortez is watching it, and what you actually see is the rock sink down into the earth and then come back up a little closer.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review, or send a tweet about today's episode. Every little bit helps. Speaking of social media, you can find the links to all of ours at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or in the show notes. If you're into community, we've built a pretty awesome one on Discord. You can find the links to that too in the show notes or on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. All episodes get posted there early, as well as extra series to follow, like Bonus Round and The Shadow Over Ravenloft. Links are also in the show notes and website. Talia Argent-Grey is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Grey is played by Megzi Sass Council. The Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Audio Producer and Writer is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Lead Writer, Editor, and Audio Producer is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art Director, Assistant Audio Mixer, Social Media and Community Management is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her, and Executive Producer, Creative Director, Audio Mixer, Social Media and Community Manager is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at BiddyTarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.